it's Wednesday and welcome back to the Snakes Cast. I have Mr. Steve Tassie with me once more. Hello again. Glad to be here. And we're going to continue our discussion today on trick-taking games. So on Monday we sort of touched on the history of trick-taking and uh, some of what we think might make it um, both accessible and something that doesn't seem to have a lot of contemporary design surrounding it. However, as we said, there are definitely some contemporary games. So what, I mean, you mentioned Haggis uh, as something that is not a standard deck of cards. That has been developed since. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Well, Haggis uh, is, unfortunately, it's not one that I've played, but it stands out as being uh, one of the few games around that is just for three players. Right. Most tri- That's a rare thing. It's a rare thing among games in general, and especially among trick-taking games. A lot of trick-taking games, especially ones involving a standard deck of cards, are built for four players. And quite often teams, too, right? Or there's, uh, there's a team component. There'll be partnerships uh, involved in them. But with Haggis, it's, it's just for three. Mm-hmm. Uh, even weirder is Fox in the Forest, which is a trick-taking game for just two people. Right. And I, even though I'm not really a trick-taking game player, somebody told me that was a thing. And my brain just said, how? Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it follows the formula of each player plays a card and whoever played the highest card wins the trick so it's it's a matter of simply judging do you think your opponent can beat this card or right. in some cases with fox and the force you want them to beat that card because unlike a lot of games where taking all the tricks or taking as many of the tricks as possible is what you want to accomplish in fox in the forest you want to take the right number of tricks. Ooh, uh, take too few, and you don't score uh, enough points. Take too many, though. Be too greedy, and you suffer penalties. So Ooh. you want to be in this sort of... There's a bell curve to what is acceptable. And uh, so that's an interesting thing that Fox in the Forest does. Yeah, and it sounds like that kind of... Uh, and this, I was thinking uh, in between our previous discussion and now about war, what what designers would need to do to make trick-taking games contemporary and it seemed to me that one of the things was including other mechanisms, which yeah. we've talked about in the past for multiple concepts. Uh, I think we, we mentioned it when we talked about chess as an origin game. Mm-hmm. You need to break out and that seems to me like they've taken a small blackjack element of busting by yeah. going too high. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, another game that does that is uh, Poison, which is also Kinesia, known. Right? Yeah, yeah. I actually I, I misspoke in the last episode when I said I didn't think uh, Kinesia had done any trick taking. Oh, you did. And, and there's uh, Poison, and it, you mentioned Poison as well. And yeah, Poison. <laughs> it's I mean, it's not exactly a trick taking game, so right. I, I still feel okay about having said that. But it it does have elements of trick taking to it. Uh, currently, it's on the market as Friday the Thirteenth. Right, uh, but uh, it has been a couple of different games over the years. It was uh, I first became aware of it under the name Poison. It was also uh, available uh, under the name Baker's Dozen, and it was about oh, donuts. Right. Uh, with Poison, it's uh, wizards brewing potions. With Friday the Thirteenth, it's just various forms of bad luck. Uh, right, broken mirrors, black cats, uh, walking under ladders, and so on. But basically, the idea is players are playing into one of three 
pots uh, mm-hmm. on the table. And these are literal, like in the poison variant, these are literal like cauldrons. big cardboard yeah. cauldrons. They're awesome. Um, and you don't want to make a particular pot go over the the limit uh, right. of what it is. And if, if it does go over the limit, you have to take those cards, and those cards are worth points, and you don't want points. So it's, it's like hearts uh, in that respect. Okay. Uh, you don't want points, but... There are ways uh, to mitigate it. If you take more points of a particular color, uh, then you don't score right. uh, for that particular color. So it has a shoot the moon uh, okay. mode the same way that hearts does. Right. And that also, in some small way, it, it, it's this isn't a trick-taking game at all, but it is somehow reminding me of No Thanks mm. as well in that concept of... you. And I think this is pulled from hearts in some ways. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I think is also You don't true. want cards, but if you can get the right cards, right. it's actually okay to take them, and it's, it's good to take them. Exactly. And I think there's that, that seems to me to be perhaps more where trick-taking has gone, and we'll maybe come back to this on Friday, depending on how much we, we sort of talk about other things, but that concept of elements of trick-taking have been pulled out mm-hmm. and used perhaps more than trick-taking itself has. Yeah. But you, one game that you've mentioned uh, a couple of times in our conversations while we've been prepping for this episode is Potato Man. Yeah. Uh, which I love the name for a start. <laughs> I have never heard of this. I don't know if this is possibly a North American game. That... Uh, no, it's uh, from... I, I believe it's from Zoc, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, it's an interesting uh, game in that it deviates from the standard trick-taking format of it, whoever starts the trick sets the suit that is going to be played. And so if I play spades, then everyone has to follow me with spades, and only when they don't have such a card can they throw an offsuit or throw a trump card. With uh, Potato Man and also another game I'm aware of called Trickster, Mm -hmm. uh, the goal is you can't follow suit. You have to play something that's different. Uh, And so... uh, it deviates from trick-taking in that regard, but it still is whoever played the highest card of the lead suit um, it wins the trick. Right. Um, it involves... It's it's a weird little game where the potatoes on the cards are all anthropomorphized. They're wearing outfits. They're potatoes in bikinis and grass skirts. There are potatoes in overalls. <laughs> there are evil potatoes with potato peelers. They're the bad guys. And they're very high-value cards, so they're right. likely to win you the trick. But there are also Potato Man cards. He's the hero. He wears leotards and a cape. I'm looking at a uh, picture of him now. Yeah. It's um, very superhero. And so his... Uh, the Potato Man cards are all very low-value, but they trump the evil potatoes. So if right. someone plays one of the high-valued red evil potatoes uh, and you have the opportunity to play your potato man you will win the trick because potato man is is useless when surrounded by a bunch of good potatoes for sure but he's the guy you want when there are evil potatoes around (laughs) it sounds amazing weird game (laughs) why did i not cover this when i did superhero games um that's interesting, and I feel like that would be a subversive thing to pull out with a group of people who know trick-taking well. Yeah, it, it sort of messes with your natural assumption of right. what a trick-taking game is going to it's be. It's like playing Hanabi with a group of people for the first time, and of course the first thing they do is pick up the card and look at it. Yeah. Uh, that that sounds like a very entertaining concept. And Trickster is, is sort of fundamentally based around that same system? Uh, it has... Um, Every card is a character, and each character has special 
principles right. uh, about them, special abilities or whatnot, and, and, and colors. Uh, and so you have to play something that is a different color right. uh, than what has already come before. And there's a push-your-luck element to the game because I'm trying to rem- I've only played it uh, one time. It was, it was interesting, um, but it was a while ago, and I don't really super remember it. It's trick-taking, but it deviates so much from it that right. it is the least trick-taking, trick-taking game I've ever played. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, there's definitely a few sort of samples there of both classic and non-classic trick-taking. Uh, join us again on Friday, and we're going to touch on some more contemporary games, including one I've been excited to delve into since we did our literature episode and you will find out what that is if you join us on friday bye for now see ya